What's up, guys, and welcome back to a special edition of the Knock Alive podcast presented by Student Union Sports. Doing these power rankings, I mean, honestly, took a lot more time than I expected. Uh, so, I mean, we had to split this episode this week into two parts, you know, in, in enough bite-sized listening. But we also had a couple of games to talk about in addition to that as well, Monday, Monday night and Wednesday night football, uh, which is a very big deal. Very exciting time, uh, unique circumstances, but we made it. The NFL has gone through 12 weeks now without canceling a game. I don't know how. But they did. I mean, I mean, good for them. Great, great for for the organization. You know, going out to do what they said they were going to do at the beginning of the season. Um, that is a very big deal. But all of that being said, we still have a lot to get to today. So we're going to talk a little bit about these games um, throughout the power rankings, as three of the four teams still have yet to be ranked. We got through the first half, um, so we'll talk about those games as we hit them. But let's go. Let's go through the final sixteen, the top sixteen. Uh, and at number 16, this is the Chicago Bears. Now, this team is is irritating because I, I want them to be good. I really do. Like it's, it's a team I find myself pulling for maybe because they have so many just devastating losses and, and, and have come so close so many times. But they need a quarterback. But more importantly, they need an offensive line. I mean, you can't just throw any guy behind that group and expect them to do well. And I understand injuries have played a role on this team, but the defense is too elite. They have really good weapons in David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. Uh, it's so good that they can't afford to to be wasting away this prime and wasting away all this money that they're paying these players in their prime to go out and have an offense that puts up, you know, 15 points a game. Um, I, I think Mitch Trubisky is the better uh, player better quarterback for this offense simply because that offensive line is a little bit messy uh, and Mitch is able to get outside and move Nick Foles not so much uh, but it was announced that uh, Mitch Trubisky will be starting this upcoming week against the Lions and this may be a game where he can really get in a groove and really get going Lions defense isn't great uh, but I want to see him feed David Montgomery the ball a lot more I want to see Mitch get out in space uh, and I mean they're still in the hunt in the playoffs you know things they're they're not dead yet um, but this has been a horrendous uh, second half uh, of these first 12 games from what we saw a team that w- that was five and one and was playing really good football beat the Bucks, you know so they still have a, a lot of work to do um, and maybe it's not the playoffs this season but in the offseason I want to see him going hard after Matt Ryan Jameis Winston Dak Prescott uh, maybe even throw some money at Cam Newton. I don't know. Whatever it takes, they need a guy that's in their prime. Jimmy G, they need a guy that's that's um, uh, able to win now. I don't know if a rookie quarterback is going to be able to to lead this team to success, especially where their draft ranking is going to be. I mean, all four quarterbacks, uh, you know, we've added a fourth now in, in Zach Wilson, but Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and, and Trey Lance are likely going to be gone by the 10th pick. You know, I don't. I don't see them sticking around till to the teens or wherever the the Bears end up picking. So they even need to start tanking some games or really be aggressive in the free agent market uh, and see who they can get to play that quarterback position. Next up at 15 is the Oakland Raiders. Now this was a Raiders team that barely beat the Chiefs. Everybody's saying, "Look out! They're, they're a team you don't want to face when they get hot," uh, and then absolutely get demolished by the the Falcons in Atlanta. 
Uh, I, I mean, it, it, this is such a confusing team, but it just really sets the tone for you know what they're able to do. And I think a good direction and a good idea of what this team is capable of. I mean, you look at um, Derek Carr has been playing for his job the last few years, it seems like, even though he's put up a really high completion percentage, has put up really good numbers um, and, and has played through a lot of what was bad, um, you know, little to no help. Obviously, they got him Josh Jacobs. Nelson Aguilar has been playing great this season. Henry Ruggs was, was a top draft pick for him. Um, there's still a couple holes in this defense. I, I mentioned in the offseason I like their free agency moves, but it simply wasn't enough to get them to the level that they needed to be at. Uh, to think that this team will get into the playoffs is not crazy. Um, I think it's definitely an uphill battle. I mean, you look at the seven teams that are in there now, the Ravens aren't one of them. You know, when Lamar Jackson comes back and they're very easy schedule, they're going to be making a push for sure. Um, but there's a lot of shuffling and a lot of things that need to go right. The The, Ra- the Raiders have a big game coming up in a couple weeks against the Colts. Um, that's really going to help them a lot as the Colts are that seven seed. So uh, they're not out of the playoffs yet, but you have to applaud the job that John Gruden's done, has continually put this team in a position to be successful every year for the last three years. I mean, many people made fun of you know this hiring, but it's turned out really, really good. So uh, props to, to the Raiders, what they're building, and, and hopefully they find sustained success. I mean, they're going to need to have another good draft, sign a couple of solid free agent pieces, um, but, you know... I don't think they're winning the division, the, the AFC West, anytime soon as long as the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. But, uh, you know, to, to see them sneak out some, some wild card games here over the next few years is going to be a big success, considering what we had from this team in previous years. Keeping it moving, number 13, number 14, Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are in this weird spot where, I mean, there's, there's a lot of success. The team plays hard. It means Brian Flores, he should be in the coach of the year conversation, undoubtedly. But they just continually drop these just weird games. Uh, I mean, it's it's very confusing to me to, to figure out how to peg these guys um, just because, you know, when you think they're getting in a groove and, and they start winning a lot of games. I mean, this move to, uh, to a tongue of Iloa halfway through the season was a little bit confusing, but you had to assume it was planned. Um, but... I mean, the, the, the offense looked better under Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I think the Dolphins were winning games, but they were also buoyed by, you know, some great defensive plays, some great special teams plays. Um, and, and, you know, you, you go out and last week, a, a big chance to make a statement, tie up the division and really make a run at, at the Bills for this AFC, AFC East division. And then you lose to the Broncos, the Broncos who have struggled throughout most of the year, have snuck out weird wins here and there, uh, and, and Tua gets benched. Now, I, I don't know if this is a long-term injury. I don't know what really to make of all this, but the rest of the season is a tough one. It's going to be a dogfight. You've got an easy one coming up against the Bengals, who are probably starting Brandon Allen again. But after that, you go Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills. Uh, and, and for a team that's fighting for a wildcard spot, you likely have to go 500 in those games. 500 gets you at 10 and 6. Uh, and if the cards fall your way, you're looking at a, at a wildcard spot. But t- to split against you know two divisional opponents, a, a team that's also hungry, also in the playoff race, uh, and a team in Kansas City who is the best team in the NFL, spoiler alert, they're number one on this ranking, um, it is a tall order. It's a big ask. So uh, it's an uphill climb, fl- climb for these Dolphins. Most people didn't expect to see them in the playoffs anyway. So the fact that they are where they are um, is is amazing. Huge props to them. Way to go. Um, but it, it's, it's, they're not guaranteed a playoff spot by by any means. All right now, coming at number 13, we have the Arizona Cardinals. And yes, I understand. 
I said a couple weeks ago that they may they might be the second team in the NFC, and they've been an absolute mess since then. Uh, Kyler has regressed quite a bit um, in terms of his his production and his stats on the field. And you know there there is something to be said. I, I think there's a real there should be a real concern about that shoulder. I think there is actually um, you know an injury that he's playing through and has affected his ability to take shots. I mean you look at these last two games, but I think more importantly, what we've seen is. Um, Cliff Kingsbury may not be all that we cracked him up to be. I think this is a really good roster, but his inability to make adjustments, to hold on to leads, to to keep the ball away from the Patriots was very questionable on Sunday. I mean, this like like the Dolphins, this was a big game for them. The the Cardinals needed to keep pace in the NFC West. They'd split games with with the Seahawks. They had a chance to be seven and four. Potentially, all teams could have been seven and four at the very least. You know, the Rams and the Seahawks eight and three. But they squandered it. I mean, this was 100% just a, a blown game, and I think it's isn't isn't on anybody else but Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, and the rest of the season, you look at their schedule. They go Rams, Giants, Eagles, 49ers, Rams. No game is a gimme, right? Like these are all going to be very very tough games. Teams that are in the playoff hunt, albeit two of them come from the NFC uh, NFC East, which does help quite a bit. But then three divisional games, two of which come against the Rams. I should have trusted my gut going into this, and I'm not saying the Cardinal season is done because they have surprised me. I don't want to say that they haven't because they absolutely have. But going into the season, you can go back and listen. I said that this Cardinals team um, was going to win games that they shouldn't, and they were going to lose games that they shouldn't. They're, they, it was just going to be a very inconsistent, something you see from a young team, from a young coach, and that's exactly what we got. You know, like this team, I think I had them going 8-8, eight and eight, and there's a very real chance they go 8-8. Eight and eight. You have to go 2-3 and three in the remaining games, uh, and that is entirely possible. But in the offseason, shore up that offensive line, get a couple more playmakers on defense, find a cornerback too, somewhere, somewhere, uh, and eventually somebody that will be Patrick Peterson's replacement. But this team had a lot of potential. I don't think they're out of the playoff hunt yet because I really do think they can compete with some of the best teams. As we saw, you know, they went out and, and beat the Seahawks and played them to a touchdown last week. So they can play with any team. But it's a matter of putting it together, and I'm starting to have questions about you know Cliff Kingsbury and his ability to lead this Cardinals team. Coming in at number 12, a little bit of a surprise, I'll say. Uh, when making these rankings, I was like, you know what? This is I think this is the way that things shake out. Uh, number 12 is the Tampa Bay Bucks. I, I think there are some some serious issues, some serious concerns about um, Bruce Arians' coaching style and the marriage of Tom Brady's play style. Uh, I think we're headed towards a messy divorce. He Bruce Arians continually throws Tom Brady under the bus, says he's got to make throws, he, guys open here, 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 here. But you, you look at what they're asking him to do, uh, and it's a stark contrast to what he's done his entire career. You're asking a guy who's the oldest he's ever been, uh, naturally, to, to make some of these crazy throws that Bill Belichick was never asking him to make, even when they had, you know, guys like Randy Moss and, and Gronk and, and all this stuff. And, and it just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's, it's, it's such the opposite of, of what we've seen. And, you know, you could say, oh, well, they, they came back on the Chiefs. They, they pulled them close, um, you know, and, and, and they only lost by three points. I mean, I, I think the Chiefs took the, the, the foot off the gas, but Anytime you allow any receiver, and I understand Tyreek Hill is an elite talent and a speedster, he's got Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, but anytime you let a guy go for 200 yards in a quarter, and you're telling me that this defense is elite, and you let a guy go for 200 in a quarter, I'm expected to believe that that team is good enough to, to make a run in the playoffs and, and really make some noise? I don't think so. 
I understand any game, things can shape out a number of ways. You know, Tom Brady uh, could, could catch fire. He could somehow find chemistry with his wide receivers and go on a run. I mean, realistically, you know, as they are going to be a wild card team because they're not catching the Saints, you have to win four games. You have to go 4-0 uh, in, in January, February, and you're Super Bowl champions. I understand that that's physically possible. But looking at this run game, looking at Tom Brady's inability to match up with his receivers, looking at this defense that I think is pretty overrated in terms of the way people talk about them. And finally, the the just disconnect between Bruce Arians' offense and Tom Brady's ability. Tampa Bay fans are going, and Tom Brady fans are going to be in for a rude awakening come this postseason. I, I think, you know, we're talking now about a team that might not even make the playoffs. A couple weeks ago, that was insane. You, you you wouldn't even consider that to be a possibility. But at 7-5, and five, looking at how the rest of of the NFL shapes out right now. If the playoffs ended today, they would be the sixth seed. They would go on the road to play the Packers. They did blow out. I'll give them that. They blew them out. But going into Lambeau in January, cold weather, uh, Tom Brady's going to have no problem with it. But these are, uh, I mean, these are Florida guys. All, all these guys playing down here have played in Florida for, for most of their career. That's going to be an adjustment, absolutely. But you look at their at their remaining schedule, uh, the games yet to come. They go vi- they get bye week this week, which they really need to figure some stuff out. Uh, and, and then they go Vikings, Falcons, Lions, Falcons. Now this Falcons team, I think, might have turned a corner. Maybe they split one there. But in all reality, they're probably going ten and six, maybe nine and seven, uh, if things don't don't go their way. So that six seven seed is right about where they're going to be. You know, there's there's a conglomeration of teams below them. The Cardinals have the seven seed. Vikings are five and six. Bears are five and six. 49ers are five and six. Um, so, you know, something something could happen there. But I think in all reality, uh, they're going to have a hard time catching the Rams, who are already a half game up on them uh, and have the tiebreaker. And the Saints, they're down two and a half on, and the Saints have the tiebreaker. So, Six seed is the best possible scenario for this Tampa Bay Bucks team, uh, and in all reality, they're playing some team uh, of the Saints, Seahawks, or Packers, and I don't think they're favored in that game. I would bet them in that game, and I don't think they're going to win that game. Uh, and so that's why I've got the Bucks coming in at eleven. Coming in at number twelve, no, number eleven, uh, we've got the Browns, who are eight and three. Right, I mean, this is a team we talked about for a bit. It's very confusing, but at the same time, it also makes sense. Kevin Stefanski loves to run the football. They have two elite running backs who do just that. They have Jack Conklin, Jedrick Wills. They don't ask. Uh, they don't ask Baker Mayfield to do too much. And we've seen. I know he's not hitting guys. You know we, that wide open touchdown from last week. I understand that that's a real concern. But this defense is really good. Uh, and, and looking at the rest of the season. They've got to win some tough games. We're going to see the make of this team coming down the stretch. Uh, they go Titans, Brown, Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. So probably in games that they're favored to win, they're probably going two and three, which means they need to win one. They need to take one from the Titans, Ravens, or Steelers, uh, and people will take them seriously. But I think what we saw the, the Ravens that were able to do um, – against the Steelers uh, a couple days ago, or yesterday, I should say, um, is kind of the blueprint for what they should really be, fo- what the Browns should follow against the Steelers team, who, who they'll play in Week 17, maybe against backups. If the Steelers have locked up a playoff spot, they may not, you know, they may not even throw out the starters against them. So, so we'll see how it goes from that standpoint. But I think this Browns team is really good. People aren't talking about them enough. Uh, and, and 
in a game situation, especially, especially last season when we saw Derrick Henry run through the AFC and nearly get the Titans to the Super Bowl, having two running backs that are capable of doing that behind that great offensive line, the Browns are going to surprise some people in the playoffs. They're, they're, they're upset potential, and, and, and I like what I've seen out of this Cleveland Browns team. Gritty wins, but that's the kind of football team that wins in January. Number 10, we have the Ravens, obviously coming off of a, a surprisingly close loss to the Steelers uh, a, a couple yesterday. I don't know why I keep saying a couple days ago. It was yesterday. Um, we saw a lot from that team. I was definitely impressed by that group and their uh, resiliency. Not only that, but holding a Steelers offense that has been really good for most of the season, especially their wide receivers, to you know so few points, 19 points. Um, I mean, that's a good that's a good game for them. You know what they were able to do on the defensive side of the ball gives me hope for when Lamar Jackson comes back and their top two running backs come back and their ability to to win some games coming down the stretch. Right now, they're sitting at ninth in the AFC. Uh, behind the the Raiders uh, and a, a game down on the Dolphins and the Colts for that 6-7 slot. But fortunately for them, they've got a nice schedule, a very favorable schedule. They go Cowboys, Browns, Jaguars, Giants, Bengals. Four teams under 500, uh, two of which don't have more than two games, two wins on the season. Uh, I, I think this is a, is a a football team that will be in the playoffs again, but... It's about winning games now. They've been in the playoffs the last two seasons with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Does this kind of football win in January? I think realistically, we're looking at a, a five or six slot for them. Um, the the loss to the the Steelers have pretty much eliminated any hope for that that division win. Uh, but there's no there's no reason to believe that they can't make some noise here uh, in the playoffs at that six seven seed. So realistically, you're going into that uh, and and you're having to play. The, the uh, Steelers again, the Chiefs, or a combination of the Titans and, and the Bills. Um, I think, you know, you look at the Titans have had their number for the last few years. One of the few teams that could actually consistently beat them. Uh, the Steelers ha- have taken them down twice this season. And the Ravens, I mean, same boat there. I, I don't trust them against any of those three top teams. So if they can make a run for that five spot and, and, and maybe, you know, see how things shake out. I don't know. I just... It's such a hard, it's such a big ask for this Ravens team. I don't think the way they're built uh, is going to win playoff games and win Super Bowls. But what can you do about it? Really, what what can you do in this organization uh, outside of, you know, trading Lamar Jackson, which doesn't make any sense, and totally revamping the style uh, in, in winning games? So, I don't know. With this Ravens team, I'm not really sure. This this style of football is not built to win uh, in in January. I mean, it comes down to elite quarterback play. The elite quarterbacks more often than not win out. Quarterbacks capable of leading game-winning drives and playing from behind often win out, which is, I mean, a reason why I don't know if the Colts are going to go far. This isn't me just, you know, being biased against Lamar Jackson. Phil Rivers hasn't looked good this season. Uh, but let's keep it moving here. Number nine, we've got the Green Bay Packers. So the Packers this season right now are in the three seed, eight and three, but they're one of those confusing, you know, eight and three teams. They they played a lot of guys close, um, so some narrow losses. Obviously, coming off of a big win against the Bears on Sunday Night Football. Rest of the season looks pretty decent. They go Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Titans, and Bears, um, and I, and I think the real push is going to be for you know that one spot. I think they really have a shot to do it. If Drew Brees is out long term, they can really make a run at things, but. This defense is is a tough defense to get behind. 
You know, they, they've allowed a lot of points to teams that and, 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 and allowed teams to stay in games that they really shouldn't be in. Um, and, and coming down the stretch, you know, they're going to have to play a, a combination of the Cardinals, the Rams, um, or maybe even the Bucks. Uh, and, and this is a Bucks team that absolutely blew them out of the water uh, earlier this season. So the defense is going to have to show up. We're going to really have to show something in the next few weeks. And I see no reason why this team couldn't couldn't get on the rise a little bit. Um, you know, a, a couple of good games here and there, and, and they're in, in, in a good spot. Like I said, quarterbacks win in January. If Aaron Rodgers gets hot for four games, there's not a team really in the NFC that is going to be built to, to shut him down. It's going to be shootout games, sure, but... If the ball's in his hands with, you know, if he gets the ball last, you have to feel pretty good as a Packers fan and as just a casual fan in the NFL, uh, knowing that those Packers are going to win the game. Keeping it moving to eight, we have the Indianapolis Colts. And I know it was a big loss on Sunday, like a, a absolutely blowout, gut-wrenching loss to the Titans. But you have to remember, losing uh, DeForest Buckner and Danico Autry to the COVID list was huge. Those are two. Those are our best defensive linemen so far this season. Statistically, Danico Autry leads the team with six sacks, uh, and, and and not even to mention that DeForest Buckner is one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL, and and that's not really a question. I think losing DeForest Buckner would be you could equate that to the Titans losing Derrick Henry. That's how important he is to that defense, especially plugging up the holes. Um, you know, does does Derrick Henry still go for 100 yards? Yeah, maybe, but he's not averaging seven yards a carry if DeForest Buckner's plugging up the holes on the, on that front seven. So it's a different group. You, you can't judge the team by that loss. I know it was a was a a, a tough one um, for the Colts, uh, especially Colts fans hoping to to lock up that division, uh, which they might have done. But the defense is. I'm not. I'm not too concerned. As of yet, I mean, there were just a lot of just weird, unfortunate plays that, that didn't go our way. And, you know, the rumors are Phil Rivers is playing through what could be, you know, an injury, uh, a foot injury from what Quentin Nelson has said earlier uh, today. But the rest of the season, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a very tough game. They have two games against the Texans who are playing really well as of late. Obviously, um, have lost Bradley Roby and, and Will Fuller to PED suspensions. Sandwiched in the middle of that, you've got a Raiders team that's hungry to make the playoffs, team we lost to last season. Uh, and then the Steelers, who are undefeated, still haven't lost the game. And then we end off the season with the Jaguars, the one-win Jaguars, who uh, got their only win from the Colts in week one of the season. So it's far from over, but the the blueprint for this team is to build a lead and and put it away with the run game. Uh, and I mean, maybe Rivers injury because he looked good in recent weeks. I thought he played really well recently. But um, if if the injury is really something that should be of a concern, you know, if Jacoby Brissett has to start, that might be in the best interest of this organization and this team. I think he would do a great job establishing the run. He's more mobile. Uh, will will move around in the pocket a little bit more, and he just I don't know. He just opens things up. I I, I think Phil Rivers has played good as of late. But you have to admit that that watching Jacoby Brissett last year, especially behind that offensive line and the receivers that they had, I think Brissett with Mike Pittman, uh, Brissett thrives in the intermediate throws, uh, and, and Pittman thrives on, on intermediate catch and runs. Uh, so it, it would seem like to me a, a match made in heaven. Moving on to number seven, we've got the Tennessee Titans. Big win against the Colts. Pretty much, you know, might have put away this division. Um, looking at their their remaining schedule, though, they still have some tough games to play. They go, uh, they get the Browns at home, then they play the Jaguars, the Lions, the Packers, and the Texans. Um, 
I mean, you don't have to tell me. I, I think these guys are the exception to the rule. What I've been saying, this whole thing about about you know what wins in 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 January. I think, like I said, ultimately the elite quarterback will win out, and I think it will do so again um, this season. But when you have a guy who can run five six yards a carry, uh, guys can't do that. NFL running backs can't do that. There's nobody that matches Derrick Henry's size and speed and his ability to carry the ball. And there's a reason why, you know, he's a mismatched nightmare. Um, if he can get out and go 150 yards in a game that puts the defense on its heels, it also doesn't ask Ryan Tannehill to do that much, who has been playing at a very high level. He's slowly approaching that elite territory. Um, but I think first and foremost, locking up this division is, is the biggest thing uh, and will go a long way in in pushing them into the playoffs and really just running it down teams' throats. I think we're going to see a, a good matchup here of two really good running teams in the Browns and the Titans this week, um, and, and that could have big playoff implications, potentially a, a playoff preview uh, just in terms of you know where these teams are at record-wise. So I'm excited to see that one for sure. Uh, five and six was very close for me. I think I was I was kind of split uh, in terms of which way to go. Two NFC West teams have been playing really well, but ultimately I went with the Rams at six. Uh, I think Jared Goff has been struggling as of late. This team is so well built. Sean McVay is very smart. I mean, I mean, I think you know last year there were some questions. They still went nine and seven last year. Didn't make the playoffs though, and there were some questions about you know where this team was going to be at. But I think it's no surprise. You know the the Rams are at seven and four. And we realize and understand that Sean McVay was a, is a very smart coach. Uh, the rest of the season goes Cardinals, Patriots, Jets, Seahawks, Cardinals. So it's not a cakewalk. But I think the way that this team is built, you know, winning these tough games are going to help them catch their stride. Uh, this is a team, this is a sneaky team that could go to the Super Bowl. I think if they get hot at the right time, if they if they catch teams a little off guard um, and can really establish that running game and get Jared Goff back to where he was. I mean, the last few weeks, is he had like, 12 turnovers over the last couple of weeks, uh, which is not ideal and, and not going to win you a lot of games. Um, I, I think the Seahawks have won this NFC West division, so we'll move on to them at number five. Uh, but there's still some concerns. I think, you know, playing against the Eagles almost held them to single digits uh, if it wasn't for a Hail Mary touchdown. I don't know if necessarily the defense has turned a corner, but this is a big, encouraging win for for any Seahawks fans. You know, just to watch the defense play well and, and, and stifle a team pretty much the whole game. Now, I understand, you know, the, the Eagles are not what you would call a normal NFL team with all these injuries, especially Carson Wentz's inability to uh, put together, you know, consecutive solid drives without turning the ball over. That hurts for sure. But rest of the season schedule, they go Giants, Jets, Washington, Rams, and 49ers. Um, you know, you go three and two in those games. You're 11 and five. You won the division. Uh, and and I, I'd imagine they're favored in pretty much all five they get I mean maybe the 49ers game we'll see how they score that one but they get the Rams at home uh, and the Giants and Jets Giants with no Daniel Jones likely Colt McCoy is probably going to start that one uh, but these next two weeks the Seahawks are 10 point favorites uh, against the Giants and 14 and a half point favorites against the Jets you're looking at a 10 and 3 team uh, and and the Rams just hoping to keep pace uh, obviously ultimately the division might come down to that game. I, I do think it will. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see how the Rams play as of as of late. But getting into the playoffs, you know, the Seahawks, if they win the division, if they if they win, uh, you know, if they're able to host a playoff game as the two or three seed, I don't know if they're not, they might catch the Saints. Actually, you know what? They might catch the Saints. 
Um, but, you know, how are they going to fare against a, a Tampa Bay team? How are they going to fare against having to play the Rams a third time? How are they going to fare against the Arizona Cardinals who have played them pretty close? Um, I, I don't know yet. I want to see more out of this defense, you know, not be on a historically bad pace, and then I'd feel better about them. But same thing with Aaron Rodgers. If Russell Wilson has the ball last, especially with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, I'm not betting against him. Uh, and so it's just a matter of what can we do to put Russ in that situation and allow him to win us games. Number four is the Buffalo Bills. For some reason, it feels like people are just just a little bit off on these Bills as of late. Um, I, mean, I mean, you look at the stretch that they've had since they lost to the Chiefs. They're a Kyler Murray Hail Mary away from from winning, uh, what is this, five straight, five games in a row, um, are, are now sitting at eight and three. Uh, and in the driver's seat in the AFC East, they've got the 49ers, the Steelers, the Broncos, the Patriots, and the Dolphins ready to go for this season. Um, so it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they close out the, the, the season, but specifically all eyes are going to be on that Steelers game. If the Bills can somehow keep it close, look, they don't even have to win. If they, if they can run with the Steelers, it's going to go a long way in you know really bolstering people's opinions of them going into the playoffs. I think the defense has played really good as of late. There's reason for optimism, but you still have to go out and close. You got to prove, Josh Allen has to prove that he's a closer. Uh, he really is that franchise quarterback, that top five level guy. Because right now, if, if you're looking at you know top quarterbacks in the NFL, I think it goes Mahomes. Um, and, and then, you know, you can have your, your combination of whatever you prefer, but Wilson Rogers, Deshaun Watson, and then it's Kyler Murray or Josh Allen. And it really depends on the week. So seeing Josh Allen close out games and be that, 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 um, you know, the, the quarterback of the team is going to go a long way in determining where people view him and where people view the bills coming into this playoff stretch. And then two and three was a tough one. I originally had, as I already mentioned, the Chiefs are number one, but I originally had Chiefs, Steelers, Saints, uh, but I'm going to flip that. After watching the Steelers game, I was hoping they would come out uh, and, and win a commanding game, but they allowed the Ravens to kind of hang in there, not to mention they couldn't even get to 20 points. And I understand this was a weird game, weird circumstances, but this Steelers team, 11, look, 11-0 is 11-0. I understand that. I was wrong. I said they were going 8-8. Eight and eight. Absolutely wrong. Uh, but this team has not played to the level uh, of what you would expect with an 11 and 0 team. I think they are on upset watch from the jump in the playoffs. I mean, looking at, depending on what the numbers are, I'm strongly considering throwing down some bucks uh, against the Steelers throughout the playoffs. And if I'm wrong, you know, then I put my money where my mouth is. But this team has continually won close games. They allowed the Eagles to score 30 points. They allowed the the Ravens uh, rushing attack, especially RG3, to go seven carries, 63 yards. I mean, yeah, you take away a 39-yarder, and, and it's a different story, but uh, I don't know. I just... A, a team, a Ravens team that lost their two starting running backs goes for 4.6 yards per carry, 129 total yards, and scores 14 points. I mean, no starting quarterback, two starting running backs are gone, and you don't pretty much shut those guys out and I understand one of them came off of what was a I mean they're two weird scores one came off of a muffed punt the other one came off of off of a um a 70 yard Trace McSorley touchdown pass which is very weird to see but the Steelers team hasn't impressed yet and maybe they never will have to but you look at teams like the Packers and the Seahawks from last season who played in a lot of really close games and you know in some instances you know we said in the podcast they they were lucky wins then you get into the playoffs and 
you don't last long. You know, each of them won one game and uh, Packers actually beat the Seahawks. And then the Packers went on to get blown out by the 49ers uh, en route to the 49ers championship uh, or Super Bowl appearance, I should say. So I need to see something more out of this team before I'm before I'm all the way sold. Uh, then at number two, we've got the Saints. If Taysom Hill, if Drew Brees misses long term, uh, is out long term, the Saints have to turn to, to Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill is not going to be the answer. I don't care that they've, you know, uh, uh, have scored 55 points in the last two games. The defense has also held those two teams to 12 points. You know, there's a reason for that, um, and it's not Taysom Hill. I think if you want to use them in packages, if you want to get creative with them, that's fine. But Jameis Winston unlocks this offense. He's going to take deep shots down the field. Sure, he's going to turn the ball over a little bit, but that's what the defense is for. If you really believe in this defense, then you have to put Jameis Winston in a position to unlock those offensive weapons because Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara for the rest of the season are effectively obsolete if they continue to go with Taysom Hill. Now, if this is just a temporary injury, you know, a temporary setback and Drew Brees comes back, that's fine, whatever. But moving forward, you cannot have Taysom, Taysom Hill cannot be considered for the future of this team. Uh, especially if you're going to rely so much on on defensive help. And I'll be honest with you, the next two weeks, they play the Falcons again, who I actually think this will be a very close game. I wouldn't be surprised. The Saints are only three-point favorites in this one, especially coming off of a big win last week uh, from the Falcons. It played really well under Raheem Morris. This is going to be a close game, and and maybe we're going to see you know what I've been what, what I'm talking about right here is that it, Taysom Hill is not able to lead them down the field and, and win the game. But then after that, they get the Eagles. So it's uh, really, if you clear those two games, the last three are, are Chiefs, Vikings, Saints, uh, Chiefs, Vikings, Panthers. So it, it's interesting. It's very much up in the air, but Jason, James Winston has to be the, the starting quarterback if this injury is long-term. Uh, finally, at number one, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they're the best team in football, and it's not even close. I didn't even have to think about it. When I, when I was figuring out these power rankings, looking back from four weeks ago and, and, and trying to figure out who to put where, the Chiefs went number one immediately, uh, even before the Jets were 32. That's that's how confident I feel in this pick. I mean, they're far and above the best team in the NFL, uh, and, and barring injury, they're going to be hosting, hoisting the Lombardi Trophy uh, in, in Tampa Bay. Uh, rest of the season, they've got a couple of, a couple of games against some good opponents. Uh, they, they get the Dolphins, they get the Saints, um, and they get the Chargers, who played them close the last time they played. But they also get the Broncos and, and the Falcons as well. So that's it. I mean, I don't even know really what to talk about the Chiefs team. They're they're just the defense is somehow underrated, even though they're very very good, uh, and and the offense is elite, the best of the best. Tyree Kill. I mean, think about a guy who can go for two hundred yards in a quarter. Think about a guy who can throw to a guy 200 yards in a quarter. Uh, it's insane. What they put together, this group is is nuts, uh, and, and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if they win the Super Bowl here uh, th- this season. But that'll do it for this episode, the special episode, part two of the Power Rankings. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.